Welcome friends to the Someone Gets Me podcast. I am your host, Diane Allen, and I am so delighted that you're here. This podcast was created because I believe there is a visionary leader inside each one of us who is waiting to be seen. In each episode of Someone Gets Me, you will hear useful tips from successful visionaries who will share their stories about how being seen has allowed them to take their vision out into the world with action. A great interview with Paul Tuttle. We have an amazing visionary with us today who has a life and a career that is not your typical average. So I invited him on the show today so we could learn about how Paul got started. How did it all work? And what hope does he have for the future? So Paul, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing great. And Good. thank you for coming onto the show and spending your valuable time sharing inspiration with all of us around the world. Thanks so, for having me. Oh, I'm so happy. I hope I don't let you down. <laughs> oh, you're not going to let me down at all because what I know is that when people have visions and they go after their dreams, there's always some wisdom in there, even if we don't realize it. So tell us a little bit about you, how, do, how did you get started? What kinds of things interest you and what led you to the chopper industry? But I know there was more before that. Yeah, I mean, I, w- I was always even, I had a steel fabricating business because I started in 1973. And you know how that came about is I, I got a, when I got out of high school, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. And I went to work for my brother-in-law and he had a, a steel shop and I decided that I really didn't want to work for anybody. So I, I opened up uh, a steel business and, you know, I did mostly ornamental work and that type of work. But, uh, but, you know, I always, I had a bike even back then. So that was my real, real passion, but, you know, I really couldn't make money that way. So it took, you know, it, uh, I liked the steel business and I think that the steel business helped me later on as far as a fabrication and stuff with dealing with bikes, because, you know, back then there wasn't a lot of aftermarket parts. You had to pretty much fabricate anything that you wanted that was different. And, you know, in the steel business, I had the ability to do that because you had welders and, and torches and, uh, you know, odds and ends like that. All right. So your creativity, you had to kind of really go for it back then. What, what, when you said that, you didn't want to go work for anyone. Tell yeah. us about what you were thinking at that time out of high school, because a lot of people think they're getting out of high school and they can't wait to go to college and go work for somebody and do that traditional road. So tell me a little bit about that, about how you just knew you didn't want to go work for anyone. You know, it's, it goes back to the vision. You know, when I graduated high school, I was not the best student by no means. So the one thing, the only thing that I knew is that I'd never be able to work for anybody. And, mm. and, and so that's kind of how I got started. And it was kind of a, it's kind of a rough way to start being in business by yourself, you know, not having a huge plan, but I knew that there was uh, things that I wanted to do. And, and uh, again, I go back to working with my brother Lauren and, you know, with the steel business, there's a lot of creativity in that, and especially when you work with ornamental stuff, mm-hmm. you know, you just have to know it's just not like drilling a hole in a beam. There's all geometry and, you know, it's a, and, and, and even steel beams. I like the fact that you can start off with a piece of steel and at the end of the, you know, at, at the end of time or whatever, how long it takes you, there's a full building 
you know, and then you start all over. And it's kind of like with a bike, you know, and with a bike, you start out with a frame and, you know, you keep building, keep building and the, you know, the end result or the climax is, you know, there you are, the bike's a hundred percent done and you watch it piece by piece. Right. That's it's so rewarding to like have the vision and then keep creating and creating and then it's done. How old were you when you had your got your first motorcycle? I think I I think I was like 18, 19 years old, somewhere around there, yeah. Yeah. And and I, and I started, you know, working on bikes for people and again I go back to, you know, having a torch and having st- stuff that welders and stuff that nobody had back then. So I was always, even in the steel business, I was always uh, either doing something with somebody's bike or working with my bike. So, you know, I've always, I've always been around bikes pretty much all my life, even though I had 30 years in the steel business. Oh, that, that is so, that's so exciting. I know some friends in the steel business and they talk about the same kind of thing that they love starting out with all the steel and then there's a building or then there's whatever it is they're creating. One of them was working on a, putting, building a new stadium recently. And, and I do a lot of different creative things that that's the same. Like I, when I'm quilting, it's like, I have all this fabric and then I have something, you know, and, and I love that yeah. putting things together in a creative way that takes like your visionary creative self. But like you said, the geometry and the math and, and you ha- so you have to use both sides of your brain to make it all come together, right? And you got to have drive, you know what I mean? You got to have perseverance, you know, you, 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 you know, uh, my, my expectations are very high, you know, so not only with myself, with other people, and that's, there's some positives and some uh, negatives to that, but I've always been that person that had that drive, you know, and, 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 you know, the, Failing wasn't an option, no matter what. So something, you know, I never was like, uh, well, that's not going to work. Well, it is going to work because I'm going to make it work. You know what I mean? So it's not an option. It's got to work. So, you know, and I think that's what's helped me along in, in life and in business also. Sure. I'm sure it has, because if you don't give any room for failure... It's going to work. You'll find and a way. Listen, you, but once in a while, you do have to fail because that's your best learning experience. Right. right. Well, then that's a learning experience. So you don't get stuck there, right? You kept on no, going. No, no, you, you, you move on and learn from it. <laughs> that's so true. So tell us all about Orange County Choppers. You guys were, have been on television a lot, right? Didn't you have a show or something? Years. 20 years. That's what I thought. And I am. Um, and how is that taking your work? into like, like the first time you saw yourself on TV, like that way. And those kinds of things. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good, yeah. A lot of people want to know that, but you know, what really happened was I'm just a regular blue collar guy. And I was just in my steel business building bikes. And, uh, you know, one day uh, discovery was looking for somebody on the East coast. Cause they had Jesse James that did the first show on the West coast coast. That was very successful for So, Somehow they were going through the website and they seen a picture of me and they said, this guy looks like a motorcycle guy. Give him a call. And that was 20 years ago. (laughs) So, (laughs) you you know, (laughs) it's kind of like, you know, when you're just a regular guy and, you know, now you're going to be on TV, you say to yourself, you know, never and never would you think that you're ever going to be on TV. And, you know, it's kind of like, what do I, what do I do? How do I act? You know, uh, do I change my clothes? Do I Dime, you know, you go all this stuff. Do I lose weight? Do I gain? All that stuff goes through your mind. And then at the last minute, I said, you know, I'm just going to be who I am. And I think that was probably <laughs> that was probably the success of the show. Yeah, definitely the success of the show because of your authenticity. You're just who you are. 
And I think people really resonate with that. You're not some, you know, you know, made up pretend fake person, you know, trying to be something that, that you're not. So when you look back on your life from here and you look back at all of the road with the steel business, the choppers, TV, all these things, what is the, one of the biggest lessons that you would share with somebody who's thinking about starting their own business, or maybe they're just getting out of high school and go, I want to do something on my own. What, what kind of wisdom would you share with somebody you who's know, I, curious? I, I, I think it's I think it's simple. It's follow your dream. You know what I mean? If if you have a dream, whatever it is that you want to do in life, I think that you need to pursue it. And 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 again, you know, it's kind of like I said before, uh, if you're if if that's what you really want to do in life, then then do it. Excellent. Yeah, I totally I totally agree with that. Follow it and go with it and be yourself. Right. And when you're being yourself, you never know what opportunities are going to drop in. Yeah, I think that's important. And I think that one of the most important uh, things, especially for me, is remembering where you came from. Because, you know, early on in life growing up, you know, it wasn't it, it, I didn't have the best childhood. So you, you when you get the opportunity, you know, to start doing things on your own and, you know, trying to be successful in what you're doing. I think that, you know, there's a lot of discouraging stuff along the way. Mm -hmm. And I just feel that that's going to happen to anybody and doesn't make any difference what business it is, but you have to get past that. And what are some things you do to get past those disappointments or those times where you're discouraged along the way? Because you're right, it's up and down, right? And so how do you do that? How do you get on the other side of those things? I drink a lot. You drink a lot. Drink a lot of water. I'm only kidding. <laughs> so you're drinking water, iced tea. <laughs> water. I drink a lot of water with lemon, but that's not the way it always used to be. <laughs> but back to your question. I'm sorry. What was the question again? What do you do to help yourself get on the other side of you know challenges and struggles? You know the ups and downs of business and the ups and downs of life. Like how, how have you made it through all those downs and still are in one piece, talking and making sense today? I don't know. I mean, I guess that, you know, I don't want to repeat myself, but I think it, it goes back to perse- perseverance. And perseverance. I guess afraid to f- fail, you know, and I think that's been a fear of mine. And, and, and again, you know what I mean? I've had some, some real big, big struggles, but I was not willing to give up what I was doing. You know, I kind of felt that, you know, when you make whatever distance you make it, you don't want to stop there. You, 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 it, it, it's kind of encouraging to, to make you keep going, you know, you right. accumulate it, whatever it may be, time or whatever it is. And for me, I just, I just didn't want to give it up. Yeah, I think, I think that perseverance, and I also hear in what you're saying, tenacity, you know, like you're not going to give up. And being that I live in Florida, I tell my clients a lot, if you're going to drive from here to California, don't turn around in Texas. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, right. It's the same kind of thing, right? Like, yeah, it's kind of the it's kind of a, the same thing. Yeah, it, you know, if you're going after it, go after it. And even if there's a setback or or a derailment or a time thing or something, that doesn't mean that you let go of it. It just means you reorient how you're going to get there. Right? Yeah, half measures doesn't work. You know, right? Half measures do not work at all. And cherry picking another thing doesn't work. That's like, all right, you know, yeah. I think I'll do this. I don't think I'll do that. So you run a team of people with your business. And mm-hmm. what would you say your strongest asset is as a leader of this team? Hmm. Well, I, first of all, I think it takes a certain 
I don't think everybody has that leadership ability. And I, and I think that, uh, I think that you have to be a, a power of example uh, yourself before you can, mm-hmm. you know, to establish leadership amongst your team. And uh, I, you know, I guess, I mean, I'm not the most encouraging person and, 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 not, and I'm not the most easy person, but I'm passionate and, and love what I do. And I think that's important for whatever team that you have to grasp onto that and kind of follow that, follow that direction. Yeah. Yeah. So you have, must have a really good way of translating your vision so your team can see it so they can follow the direction with you, right? Like if they can see the vision and feel your passion, it makes it easier for everybody to come together. Yeah. I think it's, uh, I think you're only as good as the people around you. Yes. So, okay. and, and that has to do with, you know, if you treat people bad, they're going to, they're going to treat you bad. You know, if you treat people good and you uh, respect, which is another big thing is respect. Mm-hmm. I think respect is, is one of the most important things. Absolutely. And I think I agree with you on that. We got to be able to respect each other, no matter what role we're in and all of that kind of thing. So what do you see moving forward for your legacy, for your business, for, for Paul's life, what do you what do you look forward? I mean, you've done so many amazing things, and you've had this great career with all kinds of facets to it. And uh, what do you see moving forward? Do you have any like vision for where you're headed or what you want to do well, from here? Well, the one the one thing that I'll probably never give up is bikes. Sure, you know, there's other things that I'm heading for in life, uh, but I think that motorcycles will always be uh, a part of what I do. But right now, you know, uh, New York's been a hard place to live. Um, our business has been shut down for, you know, eight, nine months. And, you know, it's really uh, affected us um, terribly. And, and so uh, right now, my, my, my next step is um, we bought a house in Florida, a little farm in Florida. And then we're, we're putting up a, a restaurant and a museum uh, and a retail store. And, uh, you know, I have a shop down there and... Um, so I think you know, that's going to be that's going to be my next step, getting out of the cold weather. <laughs> oh, nice! Where in Florida? Uh, Clearwater. That's oh, wow. not where I live, but that's where what that's where our uh, our restaurant will be and my sh- my new shop. Oh, wonderful! I'm in Clearwater right this moment. Speaking. Oh, are you that. really? Yes. And it's 82 <laughs> degrees. Yes. You're going to have to come to our shop then, into our restaurant. Definitely. Oh. Absolutely, without a doubt. That'd be fun to like to come and go. Oh, wow! It's fun. So. Coming to, the, coming to the South and always having bikes in your life. And what do you want people to think about when they think your name? Like when they think of you or they see something about you online, what would you like them to know about you, Paul the man? I, I, I think that I'd like to be the person that they know as giving back. Yeah, a giver. Yeah. And I think that, you know, when uh, people have different visions of who I am and what I am and, you know, some of the, the things that are important to me, first of all, I like kids and I like animals better than people, <laughs> but, but, you know, yeah, but I'm very involved in, in uh, me and my wife are involved in the SPCA uh, non-kill shelter. And so we get very involved with animals and uh, we do a lot of rescue work. And I think that that's, uh, 
that's one of the most rewarding things. Uh, you know, the first thing we did is save a cow down there. And uh, so now we have cows and uh, a horse. And, you know, so I think that uh, I think that that at this and it always has been um, very important to me. Uh, and it's it, it, it feels great to be able to. You know, the, the, the way animals are treated today on the, you know, on the side of the road, they're starving and they've been abused and be able to, you know, take that animal and nurture it back to health again. is just such a rewarding thing. Oh, yes, definitely. So when you're talking rescue animals, you're not just talking dogs or cats. You're talking cows, horses, dogs, cats, <laughs> whatever that yes. any animal sentient being. That's beautiful. That's Thank really you. beautiful. I love it. I love it. I, I have a very spoiled Labradoodle. Oh, do you? I like those dogs. Yeah, she's amazing. A, a client actually gave her to me when she was a puppy as a as a thank you for helping. They're them. smart. They're smart dogs. She's very smart and she's very intuitive. She knows things sometimes before I know that she knows things about whatever we're doing. If we're going, if I'm getting ready to go somewhere, she's like at the door ready to go because she knows that trip she's going with me and other trips she knows she's not. Like, how does she know that? You know, yeah. most of our animals and we have a lot of them, I think we have seven or eight dogs. I don't know how many cats, but most of those, uh, most of those animals were, uh, we rescued them and we were going to find a home for them. And that doesn't work because we wind up with every one of those animals for life. So you end up getting bonded to them and falling in love with them. And now you have this big family. (laughs) Absolutely. So are you moving all those dogs and cats to Florida or are they already in Florida? No, I have, I have uh, some uh, three of my dogs in uh, Florida and then the rest are, are home back here. So we still have a house um, in New York and I uh, have a 20 year old stepdaughter uh, that lives home. So right now what we're doing is we go down there for two weeks and then we come home uh, for two weeks for a while. Uh, and eventually we, I will move down there permanently. Oh, that that's good. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can grow your animals here. That'll be wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Well, we do. We do have, uh, we do. I think we have horses, we have cows, uh, we have pigs uh, and a few other things that I can't remember. I love it. You just, that just warms my heart. So yeah. on a little bit different of a note, but it has to do with your Florida, what type of restaurant, what kind of food are you going to have in this restaurant? I think it's like a variety of food. Um, like n- not high end, but you know, in between uh, you know, uh, good hamburgers, steaks, um, different things like that. And my partner um, is going to be doing the 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 uh, running the restaurant part of it because we had one over here and it, it's it's just it's a, a big headache unless you know what you're doing. So uh, he's had quite a few restaurants. Uh, he owned the Tradewinds Resort, mm-hmm. and which you probably know if you're from down yes. here. So so he's very familiar with that. And now. Uh, you know, I'll be the the guy that still builds the bike and bikes. And, uh, you know, we're, we're doing a museum in there. So I'm looking forward to that. I have all my memorabilia and our bikes from uh, from day one, you know, people licensee deals. So there'll be walls covered with uh, just uh, different things that I've, you know, accumulated over the years. So oh, I think it'll be uh, I think the, the, the public will really enjoy that. I, I know that that sounds really exciting because I love being able to go through memorabilia and like watch the time and like connect with the different aspects and time of, 
of anything that's that has like a, a legacy to it. And what you're doing is is truly living a legacy. You know, yeah, and you know, 20 years is a long time. And 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 I'm the type of person that that stuff means a lot to me. You know, like when uh, a fan, you know, some of the stuff they made me through the years is incredible, totally incredible. So I I I kept I kept everything from day one through the 20 years. So I I have containers full of memorabilia. So there's a, a lot, lot. Oh, how beautiful. It's going to feel so beautiful as you unpack it and keep looking at it and all the memories that go with it all too. As Pretty you soon. Do it. Pretty soon we'll be doing that. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. I just, I really respect your tenacity and I and, respect your ability to keep going even when it's difficult. And at the same time, having such a kind, compassionate heart, like that's very rare in these, in these days. And I'm so, mm -hmm. so glad to um, get to talk to you. Thank you. Um, I have a couple other questions, though. <laughs> One of them is, and they're a little goofy, but it's okay. One of them is, what is the most memorable food you've ever eaten? Like in all of your travels and all around, what's the thing that you look back on and go, that was memorable? Good or bad? Uh, it, it was, uh, we were in the Philippines. We did uh, a couple bikes there um, for a gambling casino, mm -hmm. and they're really big into sushi. Mm -hmm. but their, their sushi is like raw fish. And I think that that probably was the worst food that I've ever tasted <laughs> and, and the worst experience with food ever. And I'm not going to tell you the name of the fish or the dishes because you might not feel too good after I told you. <laughs> okay. So we're just going to leave it at that. Then. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I absolutely love it. It's like hysterical. Um, and it's funny because I've asked some people um, on the show what their most memorable food was. Not everybody, but people have traveled a lot. And some yeah. of them have named sushi at and then said it was the best thing they ever had. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've had sushi. I might even get it tonight. That's really good. But um, they have a different uh, it's totally different what they think sushi is. <laughs> it's oh. not my kind. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's hysterical. Okay. So you're, the, is there anything that you wanted to share that I didn't ask you about? Because I have one last question, but I want to wait and make sure that we've covered everything that's important to you. Is there anything on your heart that you would like to share with the listeners to help inspire their vision and bring them hope? You know, I just, you know, I just think it's all about following, following the direction that you choose in life, you know, and I think that's the best advice there's probably a lot of other uh, things that you can say, but my experience in life for me to get where I am was just to keep on keeping on, you know, and, and they say uh, when you fall down, you get up, dust yourself off and you put one foot in front of the other and you keep going. And I think that that's part of driving, striving for that success for that you're, that you're looking for. Yeah, I agree with that. There, I want to tell you a cute little story that has to do with motorcycles that, I don't say I don't think I've ever said it on a show, but I don't say it very much. But I think you'll appreciate it. I am um, back in the 90s in the in the early 90s. I was ordained as a unity minister. And at the end of our ceremony. Um, my friend who rode a, um, a Harley actually backed it into the back of the church. And I rode away after being ordained on the back of this motorcycle with my robe flying and everything. And everybody everybody thought I was crazy. And I'm like, no, I love motorcycles. I love them. And, um, and so 
I, you, I thought of that sitting here talking to you with your bike behind you. And then I did a wedding for some people in Virginia um, and they were in a bit, they were in a big club and they wore their colors. I learned what colors were wearing your colors. I didn't know what that was. And I learned that. And so I got to bless all the bikes and everybody. And then they took me on this great, they escorted me with the bikes to the ceremony. And then after I did the ceremony, I got to, they rode me through the hills of Virginia. It was absolutely stunning. And so I have this, this love for motorcycles and the, in a lot of ways, it's a culture of people taking care of each other and, and taking a, and really taking care of each other as a community. And so I'm really grateful that you took the time to be on the show. Cause I have this deep connection that not too many people know about of the reverence for that, you yeah. know? And um, so well, I want to, I think what I think though, when you say that you did something that was important to you mm-hmm. and it didn't matter about the people around you, Right. whether they liked it or I, or they didn't like it. And I think that when you go through life, um, you know, that's something important that you need to look at because mm-hmm. it's not most of the time it's, it's, it's about you because, you know, either you're going to gain or you're going to lose from the circumstances. So right. that's a choice and that's a choice you made. And I think that in life you have to make cho- choices, whether they're hard or easy. Right. And then roll with what happens. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And if the road just takes a turn, you just deal with it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. So our final question of the day is if I was going to create a billboard that had your personal message on it for the world to see, everybody would see it riding up and down all the highways. What would be your message that we would put on that billboard? Wow. That's a tough one. That's what everyone says. <laughs> yeah. What would be the message on there? What would be your message? You got to think about that a little bit. It might be like, stay true to yourself. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Stay true to yourself. Well, and that's what you've been Well, it came from your heart because that's what you've been doing all along. That's Thank what's you. the underpinning of, of everything you've shared and all of your success, your tenacity, the lessons you've learned, the team you've built, dealing with what um, COVID has done to, to the shop and all, every, just everything, you know, so many different things. So I want to thank you for being on my show and thank you for sharing wisdom and hope with people around the, around the globe, actually. And um taking time out of your busy day. So thank you, Paul, for being here. Thank you, too. Thank you. So everybody, you've been listening to Paul Tuttle. And so if you want to know more about him in Orange County Choppers, you can find him anywhere, um, all online, Discovery Channel, everywhere. And you can also learn about him more with his bio and some links to important ways that you can follow him in the show notes for the show. And let him know you heard him here because what a great, talented, wise man who's just bringing his dream to reality in a humble, amazing way. So thank you again for being on the show, Paul. Thank you. Remember, everybody, put your face to the sun so the shadows fall behind you because you're a rock star. You're here on purpose with a purpose. Thank you for listening. I trust you gained some valuable inspiration and information. Please join me and other visionaries in the Someone Gets Me Facebook group. Or for more information on my services and additional episodes, visit someonegetsme.com. Again, thanks for listening.